Section 13 of The Wallet of Kai Lung by Ernest Brahma. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 1 The Transmutation of Ling, Part 13. In spite of his natural desire to return to Mian as quickly as possible, Ling judged it expedient to give several days to the occupation of purchasing apparel of the richest kinds, weapons and armor in large quantities, jewels and ornaments of worked metals, and other objects to indicate his changed position. Nor did he neglect actions of a pious and charitable nature, for almost his first care was to arrange with the chief ones at the Temple of Benevolent Intentions, that each year on the day corresponding to that on which he drank the gold fluid, a sumptuous and well-constructed coffin should be presented to the most deserving poor and aged person within the quarter of the city in which he had resided. When these preparations were completed, Ling set out with an extensive train of attendants, but riding on before, accompanied only by Wang, he quickly reached Si Chow without adventure. The meeting between Ling and Mian was affecting to such an extent that the blind and deaf attendants wept openly without reproach, notwithstanding the fact that neither could become possessed of more than half of the occurrence. Eagerly the two reunited ones examined each other's features to discover whether the separation had brought about any change in the beloved and well-remembered lines. Ling discovered upon Mian the shadow of an anxious care at his absence, while the disappointments and trials which Ling had experienced in Canton had left traces which were plainly visible to Mian's penetrating gaze. In such an entrancing occupation, the time was to them without hours, until a feeling of hunger recalled them to lesser matters, when a variety of very select foods and liquids was placed before them without delay. After this elegant repast had been partaken of, Mian, supporting herself upon Ling's shoulder, made a request that he would disclose to her all the matters which had come under his observation, both within the city and during his journey to and from that place. Upon this encouragement, Ling proceeded to unfold his mind, not withholding anything which appeared to be of interest, no matter how slight. When he had reached Canton without any perilous adventure, Mian breathed more freely. As he recorded the interview with the Office of Warlike Deeds and Arrangements, she trembled at the insidious malignity of the evil person Li Keen. The conversation with the wise reader of the future concerning the various states of such as be officially dead almost threw her into the rigid sickness, from which, however, the wonderful circumstance of the discovered properties of the gold fluid quickly recalled her. But to Ling's great astonishment, no sooner had he made plain the exceptional advantages which he had derived from the circumstances, and the nature of the undertaking at which he had arrived with Chang Chun, than she became a prey to the most intolerable and unrestrained anguish. "'Oh, my devoted but excessively ill-advised lover!' she exclaimed wildly, and in tones which clearly indicated that she was inspired by every variety of affectionate emotion." Has the unendurable position in which you and all your household will be placed by the degrading commercial schemes and instincts of the mercenary sold person Chang Chun occupy no place in your generally well-regulated intellect? Inevitably will those who drink our almond tea, in order to have an opportunity of judging the value of the appointments of the house, pass the jesting remark that while the Lings assuredly have a dead person's bones in the secret chamber at the present, they will not have one in the family graveyard by reason of the death of Ling himself. Better to lose a thousand limbs during life than the entire person after death. 
nor would your adoring Mian hesitate to clasp proudly to her organ of affection the various trunk that had parted with all its attributes in a noble and sacrificing endeavor to preserve at least some dignified proportions to embellish the ancestral temple and to receive the worship of posterity. Alas, replied Ling, with extravagant humiliation, it is indeed true, and this person is degraded beyond the common lot of those who break images and commit thefts from sacred places. The side of the transaction, which is at present engaging our attention, never occurred to this superficial individual until now. Wise and incomparable one, said Mian, in no degree able to restrain the fountains of bitter water which clouded her delicate and expressive eyes. In spite of this person's biting and ungracious words, do not, she makes formal petition, doubt the deathless strength of her affection. Cheerfully, in order to avert the matter in question, or even to save her lover the anguish of unavailing and soul-eating remorse, would she consign herself to a badly constructed and slow-consuming fire, or expose her body to various undignified tortures. Happy are those even to whom is left a little ash to be placed in a precious urn and diligently guarded, for it, in any event, truly represents all that is left of the once living person, whereas, after an honorable and spotless existence, my illustrious but unthinking lord will be blended with a variety of baser substances and passed from hand to hand, his immaculate organs serving to reward murderers for their deeds and to tempt the weak and vicious to all manner of unmentionable crimes. So overcome was Ling by the distressing nature of the oversight he had permitted, that he could find no words with which to comfort Mian, who after some moments continued. There are even worse visions of degradation which occur to this person. By chance, that which was once the noble-minded Ling may be disposed of, not to the imperial treasury for converting into pieces of exchange, but to some undiscriminating worker in metals who will fashion out of his beautiful and symmetrical stomach an elegant food dish, so that from the ultimate developments of the circumstance may arise the fact that his own descendants, instead of worshipping him, use his internal organs for this doubtful, if not absolutely unclean purpose, and thereby suffer numerous well-merited afflictions, to the end that the finally despised Ling and this discredited person instead of founding a vigorous and prolific generation, become the parents of a line of feeble-minded and physically depressed lepers. Oh, my peacock-eyed one, exclaimed Ling, in immeasurable distress. So proficient an exhibition of virtuous grief crushes this misguided person completely to the ground. Rather would he uncomplainingly lose his pigtail than... Such a course, said a discordant voice, as the unpresentable person Wang stepped forth from behind a hanging curtain, where indeed he had stood concealed during the entire conversation, is especially forbidden by the twenty-third detail of the things to be done and not to be done. "'What new adversity is this?' cried Mian, pressing to Ling with a still closer embrace. "'Having disposed of your incomparable body after death, surely an adequate amount of liberty and seclusion remains to us during life.' Nevertheless, imposed the dog-like Wang, the refined person in question must not attempt to lose or to dispose of his striking and invaluable pigtail, for by such an action he would be breaking through his spoken and written word whereby he undertook to be ruled by the things to be done and not to be done, and he would also be robbing the ingenious-minded Chang Chun. Alas, lamented the unhappy Ling, that which appeared to be the end of all this person's troubles 
is obviously simply the commencement of a new and more extensive variety. Understand, O conscientious, but exceedingly inopportune Wang, that the words which passed from this person's mouth did not indicate a fixed determination, but merely served to show the unfeigned depth of his emotion. Be content that he has no intention of evading the definite principles of the things to be done and not to be done, and in the meantime honor this commonplace establishment by retiring to the hot and ill-ventilated chamber, and there partaking of a suitable repast which shall be prepared without delay. When Wang had departed, which he did with somewhat unseemly haste, Ling made an end of recording his narrative, which Mian's grief had interrupted. In this way he explained to her the reason of Wang's presence, and assured her that by reason of the arrangement he had made with that person, his near existence would not be so unsupportable to them as might at first appear to be the case. While they were still conversing together, and endeavoring to divert their minds from the objectionable facts which had recently come within their notice, an attendant entered and disclosed that the train of servants and merchandise which Ling had preceded on the journey was arriving. At this fresh example of her lover's consistent thought for her, Mian almost forgot her recent agitation, and eagerly lending herself to the entrancing occupation of unfolding and displaying the various objects, her brow finally lost the last trace of sadness. Greatly beyond the imaginings of anticipation were the expensive articles with which Ling proudly surrounded her, and in examining and learning the cost of the set jewels and worked metals, the ornamental garments for both persons, the wood and paper appointments for the house, even incenses, perfumes, spices, and rare viands had not been forgotten. The day was quickly and profitably spent. When the hour of sunset arrived, Ling, having learned that certain preparations which he had commanded were fully carried out, took Mian by the hand and led her into the chief apartment of the house, where were assembled all the followers and attendants, even down to the illiterate and superfluous Wang. In the center of the room, upon a table of the finest ebony, stood a vessel of burning incense, some dishes of the most highly esteemed fruit, and an abundance of old and very sweet wine. Before these emblems, Ling and Mian placed themselves in an attitude of deep humiliation, and formally expressed their gratitude to the chief deity for having called them into existence, to the cultivated earth for supplying them with the means of sustaining life, to the emperor for providing the numerous safeguards by which their persons were protected at all times, and to their parents for educating them. This adequate ceremony being completed, Ling explicitly desired all those present to observe the fact that the two persons in question were, by that fact and from that time, made as one being, and the bond between them incapable of severance. When the ruling night lantern came out from among the clouds, Ling and Mian became possessed of a great desire to go forth with pressed hands and look again on the forest paths and glades in which they had spent many hours of exceptional happiness before Ling's journey to Canton, leaving the attendants to continue the feasting and drum-beating in a completely unrestrained manner. They therefore passed out unperceived, and wandering among the trees, presently stood on the banks of the Hen Kiang. "'Oh, my beloved!' exclaimed Mian, gazing at the brilliant and unruffled water. "'Greatly would this person esteem a short river journey, such as we often enjoyed together in the days when you were recovering.' Ling, to whom the expressed desires of Mian were as the word of the emperor, 
instantly prepared the small and ornamental junk which was fastened near for this purpose and was about to step in when a presumptuous and highly objectionable hand restrained him behold remarked a voice which ling had some difficulty in ascribing to any known person so greatly had it changed from its usual tone behold how the immature and altogether too inferior ling observes his spoken and written assertions at this low-conditioned speech ling drew his well-tempered sword without further thought in spite of the restraining arms of mian but at the sight of the utterly incapable person wang who stood near smiling meaninglessly and waving his arms with a continuous and backward motion he again replaced it such remarks can be left to fall unheeded from the lips of one who bears every indication of being steeped in rice spirit he said with unprovoked dignity it will be the plain duty of this expert and uncorruptible person to furnish the unnecessary but nevertheless very severe and self-opinionated chang chun with a written account of how the traitorous and deceptive ling has endeavored to break through the thirty-fourth vessel of the liquids to be consumed and not to be consumed continued wang with increased deliberation and entire absence of attention to ling's action and speech and how by this refined person's unfailing civility and resourceful strategy he has been frustrated perchance said ling after examining his thoughts for a short space and reflecting that the list of things to be done and not to be done was to him as a blank leaf there may even be some small portion of that which is accurate in his statement in what manner he continued addressing the really unendurable person who was by this time preparing to pass the night in the cool swamp by the river's edge does this one endanger any detail of the written and sealed parchment by such an action inasmuch replied wang pausing in the process of removing his outer garments as the seventy-ninth the intricate name given to it escapes this person's tongue at the moment but the ninety-seventh expertling knows what i mean provides that any person with or without attempting or not avoiding to travel by sea lake or river or to place himself in such a position as he may reasonably and intelligently be drowned in salt water fresh water or or honorable rice spirit shall be guilty of and suffer complete loss of memory with these words the immoderate and contemptible person sank down in a very profound slumber alas said ling turning to mian who stood near unable to retire even had she desired by reason of the extreme agitation into which the incident had thrown her delicate mind and body how intensely aggravating a circumstance that we are compelled to entertain so dissolute a one by reason of this person's preoccupation when the matter was read nevertheless it is not unlikely that the detail he spoke of was such as he insisted to the extent of making it a thing not to be done to journey in any manner by water it shall be an early endeavor of this person to get these restraining details equitably amended but in the meantime we will retrace our footsteps through the wood and the enraptured ling will make a well thought out attempt to lighten the passage by a recital of his recently composed verses on the subject of exile from the loved one or farewell and return end of section thirteen